Hi, I'm James Schellinglaw, and I'm here with Megan Moncrief, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for Squaremouth.com. Uh, now, many of you may know that uh, Squaremouth is essentially a, uh, uh, a clearinghouse for travel insurance, although I'll let Megan explain it uh, a little more. But we're here to talk about uh, what is covered, what's not covered, and a lot of whole other things uh, during COVID by travel insurance. And you're going to find out about all that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Megan, first of all, how are you and where are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, great. Uh, so I guess let's tell us a little bit about squaremouth.com and what it offers. I probably butchered the uh, explanation of it, but, it, but please explain how it works in the travel insurance business. Sure, absolutely. So squaremouth.com is a travel insurance aggregator. We say it's the easiest to think of us like a kayak, but for travel insurance. So we have every major provider, US-based travel insurance provider, really geared towards US travelers, either uh, remaining domestic or traveling abroad. Um, and we offer uh, over 90 policies at the moment right now and over 23 providers. Um, those can include cancellation benefits, medical benefits, um, travel delay, and some smaller ones as well. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about one of the biggest challenges facing travelers today. It's, it's the increase in demand for COVID-19 tests right now, especially mm -hmm. because of this new yep. Omicron variant and the shortage of those tests, really. <clears throat> that, means, that means travelers often can't, can have a problem getting tested or getting results back in time to go on their trips. What role, if anything, can travel insurance play in this? Is there any coverage available to protect travelers? And, and if so, from what companies? Sure. Yeah, we definitely understand uh, and are kind of seeing the increase in that in testing um, requirements and regulations impacting travel. So as these countries remain open, but as the numbers rise, it looks like they're getting tighter and tighter um, with their testing requirements, sometimes mm -hmm. requ requiring a, a, a negative result within 24 hours, which we know can be very difficult to attain these days. Um, in terms of travel insurance coverage, there there are some limitations there, unfortunately. Um, so at a, the broadest a way to look at it is in terms of a travel insurance policy, the, the main thing it can cover in regards to COVID-19 is contracting COVID-19. Right. Um, and if you have to cancel because of that, or if you're on your trip. Um, when it, anything else, so border closures, for example, airlines stop flying for one reason or another. If you're just too scared to travel, maybe you're high risk. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just not comfortable anymore. That would all fall under an upgrade called cancel for any reason. Right. However, Cancel for any reason has a stipulation that you have to cancel the policy within 48 hours of your departure. So it's not for last minute cancellations. And we don't know yet. We haven't heard from travelers too much on this yet, but I would assume in most cases, these testing scenarios are going to be pretty last minute. Um, so it, it may fall out of cancel for any reason. Um, if that's the case, there would really, and from a cancellation standpoint, be no available benefits that could help if you were unable to take your trip because you couldn't get a test in time or your test wasn't approved. Yeah, so that, so basically, there, it, it, since right now we do have a shortage of tests and, and, and mm -hmm. the tests that are going out sometimes are at-home tests, which are not always <clears throat> recognized. There really isn't anything travel insurance can do, do about this? There really isn't, unless you you know you can't get your test in time and you have a cancel for any reason policy. If it's two days prior to your trip, cancel for any reason can absolutely be beneficial. But if it's the last 24 hours uh, and your test doesn't look like it's gonna, you haven't received your result yet, or you show up at the airport and your result and your test isn't approved, 
at that point, it's, it's really too late for cancel for any reason. And, mm-hmm. and those things that are causing you to cancel aren't covered under a standard policy. Now, is there any travel insurance that currently covers changes in COVID protocols required to enter a country? For that matter, if, if, if something changes, uh, even for a travel supplier or a destination, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there is there some kind of travel insurance that uh, that or, or are they looking at this? Because, you know, obviously what's happening is you have changes in protocols all the time, both for destinations and lately for uh, for travel suppliers. Uh, is there anything, right. any kind of travel insurance that can help there? In most cases, that's going to fall under cancel for, for any reason as that's well. So. To explain what that benefit is for anyone who is not familiar, um, cancel for any reason is, is your greatest kind of safety net, I say, in terms of your the reasons that you may have to cancel your trip, and it increases your likelihood of being reimbursed. So a standard policy has a list, we'll say, of 100 reasons, things that could happen that prevent you from traveling. For example, a weather uh, event, a hurricane, or you're sick, or someone in your family passes away. For anything else that's not listed, cancel for any reason can be purchased as an upgrade. It costs 40 per, about 40 to 50% more than a standard policy. So 40 to 50 on top of what you're already paying. So it's certainly more expensive right. and you are eligible to be reimbursed up to 75% of your trip cost. So you're paying more to be reimbursed less. However, it's the only option available for these scenarios, these anything that could happen, the border closures that we're seeing. Um, there are a few standard policies that, that can cover things like a CDC alert or a travel warning at your destination. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's no extra cost that comes under the standard cancellation reasons. It's just not the norm. Um, and in a lot of cases, there's already travel warnings. There's already travel alerts in the CDC that we already know there's warnings out there. So it might be too late to buy those policies. It just depends. So, so if, if the CDC puts something at the high risk, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for example, most recently, uh, they put all of cruising in high risk, uh, right. which, which was not greeted well by the industry. Um, but is that something that would be covered on one of these sort of higher grade policies? That is something that can be covered. So the language that I've seen in the past is a CDC level four alert or higher. I believe that's the language. Um, and that would say, or maybe it's a travel alert level four or higher. And that just, uh, it's, it's now could be considered too risky to go. Um, Again, it's not on the majority of policies, it's on a few, but we are hearing from more and more providers who are looking to add this type of benefit. Um, Ultimately, travel insurance providers want to provide coverage for everyone's main concerns. And prior to the pandemic, these things were never concerns. We never thought in a million years, countries would just close their borders the way that they did. Um, We have to adjust. The industry has to adjust now. This, I think, forever is going to change the way travelers But we're going to talk about about that at the end. I I did want to talk about (laughs) what this means for travel insurance. Obviously, it's it's been a big event uh, uh, for what travel insurance is today and what it will be tomorrow. But but I guess the the question is, the, the base question is, where can travel insurance help and where can it not help? I mean, we've been talking about this, yeah. but it seems like in some cases it can, but in, in a lot of cases with COVID, it can't. Correct. Uh, the policy is not to skip ahead, but they haven't adjusted. They, they're not able to, to change as quickly as the situation is changing. Um, now, what we've seen from our traveler concerns, we've spoken to them, we, we ask them, with everyone who purchases a policy, we ask, what is it about COVID that's concerning you the most? And it's shifted. Early on, it was the border closures. It was, I don't know, I want to book a trip. I don't I have no idea if I'll be able to travel in a year's time. Right. Where we are today is most travelers are pretty confident they can take their trip. They're 
fairly sure their borders aren't going to close again. However, they're also <laughs> anticipating contracting COVID, quite frankly. They're more concerned right. with contracting COVID this time and being unable to return home. Right. We know that anyone who wants to come back to the or who needs to come back to the U.S. has to provide a negative test first. Right. Um, and with so many of us having no symptoms, it's really it's harder to plan that and to account for that. So that is a leading concern where travel insurance can come into play is really in both scenarios. If you have to cancel your trip because you contract COVID and you have to give it a negative test, for example, and you can't leave, or you contract it while you're traveling, you need medical right. care, maybe you need medical evacuation if it's a severe case, or you need to quarantine. Um, you have additional hotel stays, additional right. transportation costs, additional food. Um, it, can, it can help reimburse for those expenses as well. Um, those are the, the meat, the, the biggest, I think, um, biggest level of coverage, the most applicable coverage for what's happening right now. There are some smaller benefits we've talked about. For example, healthcare workers, if you're required to work and you can no longer take your trip, there's some coverage there. So there's outside benefits, but really the, the main ones are if you have to if you contract COVID and you have to cancel or you need to receive medical care or be quarantined while you're traveling. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, I just saw Dr. Fauci says that we're all going to get Omicron, Omicron, right. I should say, Omicron. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, I can't even get that that terminology right. I, I didn't, but but we are all going to get it at some point. But but this seems to be a less severe, and I, I and possibly it means that we have to look at our testing and what what it means. Uh, uh, you know, if you just have to wait to always be negative all the time everywhere, it may be a problem because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from my view, if if we, we're going to start canceling for common colds and flu too, so. This right. is this is going to be an issue. Now, now let's go back to talk a little bit about obviously uh, the difference these days. Would you recommend that people get that cancel for any reason policy uh, it, it, because it does cover so much more? It depends on the scenario. It depends on what they're concerned about. But we are rec recommending that more than we ever have. So right. to put some numbers behind it, prior to the pandemic, less than 4% of policies sold on our platform included cancel for any reason. At the height, that was over 30%. Right. And now we've leveled off around 12%. So 12% of sales include this expensive upgrade. Um, people, I think, are still a little unsure. And the main thing that, that we say to get it for is people. Uh, we hear from a lot of customers who want coverage for anything that can happen related to COVID because who knows what could possibly happen next, right? So yeah. for that scenario, we recommend cancel for any reason. If you, especially if your trip is non-refundable, um, a lot of airlines and travel suppliers are still work, willing to work with travelers and provide vouchers and refunds. Right. If that's the case, we recommend maybe no policy at all or just a medical policy if you're concerned about contracting it. Yeah, well, um, the, med the medical policy, I think, is kind of crucial, especially if mm -hmm. you do contract it while you're abroad. I'm facing yes. a few trips and now, and I, I still have to work on that because uh, we're looking into travel insurance policies that are going to cover our company. So we'll see what yeah. happens there. Now, what about uh, just canceling a trip for just inconvenience? Like maybe you didn't, you don't like the new testing requirements. Is there any policy that might cover that or not? Cancel for any reason. And, go, and we, we totally yeah. understand that. I mean, when yeah. some, some countries require a quarantine, a, a required quarantine upon your arrival. Well, if I'm only there for five days and I have to quarantine for two or three of them, I don't want to take my trip anymore. So, um, so again, that's a scenario for, uh, for cancel for any reason. And also, of course, we have suppliers that are seem to be okay with that, that, that if you, you cancel a trip, let's say on a cruise and you want to defer it or an airline flight mm -hmm. or something, you can move it forward. 
uh, it seems yeah. with them, it's it's not as onerous as it used to be. So you don't maybe not need and travel uh, some kind of travel insurance for that, right? And that's correct. We we absolutely always urge our customers to to make sure that through every other uh, travel supplier that they're booking, that everything is non-refundable. If it's refundable, there's no point in insuring that cost. Um, but for that same reason, it was very beneficial for travelers throughout as we continue to live through the pandemic. Um, but there wasn't major catastrophic losses in the travel insurance industry mm. because so many customers were able to, to, um, to be refunded a lot of their expenses. Right. Yeah, um, so great. we're luckily able to still be here um, and now provide coverage and, and hopefully adhere to the new concerns. Yeah, it does seem to be the main coverage thing is if you are stuck over, overseas right. and you contract COVID and you have to you know, stay longer or whatever, and incur, and even some some all inclusive resorts <laughs> that I know actually allowed people to stay for free for up to two weeks almost. Um, I have not heard that. That sounds ideal. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah, that you could. In fact, you know, I still remember joking to a friend of mine. I was down at an all inclusive resort, and I said, "Can you make sure that I test positive tomorrow?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I want to stay another week at least. So uh, he said, "Yeah, we can arrange that." <laughs> so, we've we've heard about Thailand. Thailand has some pretty interesting requirements where that you basically quarantine on the beach at a hotel. You're able to leave your room, and it doesn't look bad. No, well, that's the thing. I do. I, I don't even think that a resort. I think it's a major resort in the Bahamas that has you can stay, and they'll put you up, or they'll pay for your charter home. So uh, oh. to to uh, so they they're coming up with different solutions, sort of outside the box from traditional traveling. Mm -hmm. But no, no, but it is important for customers to think about. It can obviously add quite a bit on the back end of a trip that yeah. um, may have already been expensive, and you didn't anticipate another several thousand dollars, right? So that's true, absolutely. But uh, that's why it's important <laughs> to also look at what your travel supplier, your resort, your mm -hmm. plan, whatever offers. Uh, yeah. because they may have some things in place that will still, and, and right now it looks like everybody seems to be extending these programs. So that's good as well. Yeah. Uh, now there's been a growth obviously in at-home testing tremendously. I mean, I, I had not seen as many at-home testing recently, uh, but most mm -hmm. destinations and airlines really don't recognize these home tests. Is, what, what, what do you think is the solution for travel? We just don't use at-home testing when going on a trip. Yeah. So it personally, I've done a lot of research on this, and there are a lot of, it looks like more companies coming to the market to address this issue, mm -hmm. understanding that there's one, a shortage, two, the, the logistics of getting a test, an approved test at an, in another country can, I'm sure, be challenging um, for travelers to, uh, to be able to accomplish. Um, in terms of, at least I can speak to a few travel insurance providers on our site that we've spoken to, they do require um, not an at-home test, but a usually PCR, but potentially even a doctor's note. They just right. need to see your name, the date, the result, of course, um, and a, a kind of doctor's certification or whatnot. So um, definitely wouldn't rely on an at-home test. I would absolutely work with your travel suppliers to, and destinations to understand what's required, um, but there are options out there. Yeah, well, right now we seem to be using at-home tests uh, just to get into a friend or family's apartment or something, uh, you know, to, to say, okay, well, I have my at-home test, I'm good. Uh, right. And and I've done that a few times with my son and my daughter-in-law. Uh, they they were very concerned. You know, I travel a lot, so they, but you know, the at-home test last I saw, it was only about 50% effective, right? Yeah, the accuracy isn't necessarily there. Um, that's a whole other can of worms, right? But um, but there are certainly um, companies that are geared towards testing for travelers. Right. Um, 
uh, some of them allow you to buy your test ahead of time or they'll send it to your destination. Some of them allow you to do, it is an at-home test, the antigen test, but you kind of zoom in with a physician while you're taking it. Um, and that can, um, can be approved through, I think most airlines and destinations. So um, I think we're getting creative on uh, what's actually logistically possible for travelers right now. Absolutely. And that's good. I mean, we're learning all the time now. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, that your, your I think it was a score math survey found that travelers are more concerned about getting COVID-19 and preventing their return than canceling <laughs> their trip. Uh, let's go back and say exactly what what does a travel insurance policy, I assume this would be a, uh, a cancel for any reason, CFAR, or, or the, what it does cover if you do get caught abroad. Yes. So if you contract COVID while you're abroad, a standard policy, as long as the policy covers COVID-19 outright, which a majority of those on our site do, um, it can it can cover both your medical expenses, medical evacuation, should you have to be evacuated home, say to say the ICU beds are full where you are, right? It can send you home or um, or and I guess in addition to that, quarantine expenses. So right. what that covers is additional lodging. Um, it can be additional local transportation, although that's unlikely you're able to leave. Um, additional food while you are quarantined. And then most can extend. So most well, all policies can extend. Most can extend seven days. And some providers are, are extending that. Right. So that would be seven days from your, your initial planned return. And some will go to 10 days. Mm. Um, uh, to provide those benefits for the for the remainder of your quarantine. Um, now, in every case, it's not an unlimited pot. So we've we've heard from so many people who have asked, well, can I just go to a five star luxury resort? Like yeah. we've been joking about. Not necessarily. I mean, you can, but you have the same amount of money to pull from, right? It's just a pot. It's your maximum benefit limit, and you can use it however you want in terms of where you choose to stay or what you choose to eat. But when you use it up, it's gone. Yeah, so I, um, so, I, so I can stay at the uh, at a five star resort for one night and then maybe have to go right. to a cheap motel for the rest of the time. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, just okay. hope that you test negative after the first night. Got it, um, got it. But but yes, so um, uh, we've actually seen a lot of providers, I believe six now on our website have increased that it's under travel delay is the technical term for that benefit, but they've increased that benefit limit um, again to address kind of what's going on now in today's world for today's travelers. So Costa Rica was the first country that we saw that actually requires travelers to have insurance in order to gain entry to that country. Right. And they require a certain amount of insurance. So they specifically need you to have $2,000 per traveler in coverage for quarantine. Mm. That was a higher limit than any policy had prior to that, re that requirement. So now we've seen several providers adjust their policies, increase those benefit limits to meet the Costa Rica requirement. Got it. Got it. So uh, you have to make sure you have travel insurance that will cover those costs. Now, what about family members who might also mm -hmm. be with you and contract the virus? Yep. So um, majority of policies extend their coverage, whether it's cancellation or like an interruption while you're traveling. Um, so that can include you, the insured. It can include any of your traveling companions related or not. And it can even include your non-traveling family. So mm -hmm. say someone back home contracts COVID, you need to leave. That can be covered as well. Got it. Now, let's go to the, the big question here. How do you think the pandemic has changed travel insurance today? What has changed about the policies offered and the coverage? Yes, it's changed everything. Nothing is the same. Um, we, right. It's funny, you know, we, we look at we look at our website, we look at our customers, we look at our sales, and it is, it's a different, it's a whole new world. Um, our customers to begin with are at least 10 years younger than they were. 
And I think that's for several different reasons, right? Um, potentially, uh, prior to the pandemic, it was about 52 was our average traveler age. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, as travelers get older, they're more high risk. I'm sure they're a little more cautious with um, how they feel about their health and safety traveling in this time. Um, we also have a lot younger travelers who had never wanted or needed to buy travel insurance before. Now they they too were impacted. And now they're a kind of a whole new customer base that's that's buying travel insurance. So there's new customers um, buying people who've never bought travel insurance before. Um, we're seeing prices are about the same in terms of what people are spending to travel, but where they're going is completely different. Um, but in terms of coverage, that quarantine is the main thing that's that's changed already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, the next the next wave I anticipate will be things like border closures, um, more specific language about what happens if you can't go because of a border closure or a government warning, or your travel supplier decides not to for one reason or another. Now, where can you know we go out to about ninety five thousand travel advisors out there in the market, and where can they go to get more? information about travel insurance, particularly as it applies to the COVID-19 environment, we unfortunately continue to find ourselves in. Right. I always recommend an aggregator similar to squaremouth.com, specifically because it gives you the largest um, chance at having the appropriate coverage for whatever scenario or issue that you have that you're facing, as well as the best price. So like we've been saying, we never want a traveler to spend to spend the money on a policy if it isn't going to provide coverage that they need or if they can be refunded elsewhere. Um, every product is, is priced different for different demographics and you do yourself the best um, the best service by comparing to make sure you're getting the best amount, the most coverage at the lowest price. And that works for advisors who are working with travelers and travelers direct. Megan, I want to thank you for taking the time. This is a huge issue, especially the last two years. We never thought we would still be here doing talking about this two years uh, after it are. started to happen. And uh, as I've we, as before we started, I told you I've been traveling. Uh, everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, once once I get over, I got over my COVID, I I, I started traveling again, <clears throat> and it can be done with, you know, a, a a good test, a PCR test, a health fill out the health form, and. Uh, and, and get vaccinated. Uh, those are the, the three, the three. And now, now it looks like there's some people are putting in a requirement for a booster shot. So boosters. Yeah, it can be done. Better. You just have to plan a little better. Yeah. And actually I just, as I told you when we started, I just gotten my booster and, uh, then I just realized they never put it on my card. I think I'd have to go back to CVS and get them to put that on my <laughs> card. I don't know why they didn't do that, but well, hopefully uh, you'll have to get was, it again. I thought that was the whole <laughs> point, but anyway, but this has been fascinating. Uh, I want to thank you for, for clearing up a lot of stuff about, uh, travel insurance that, that sure. I think a lot of our viewers did not know and are very curious about. And, uh, again, uh, safe travels to you and uh, thank you you too hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll see you sometime in the future I'm Jane right. Schillinglaw and this is insider travel report <laughs>